Uh, maybe you want to take some time off and go hang out and get some uh, get some ramen with somebody. Make sure build you up your social your connections. Yeah, you got to study for your exams. There are actual like tests. you go to school. They ask you yeah. questions. Damn. Oh, and not just like oh, what's a plus b? It's like it's like oh, like what is like the square root of like whatever this number is divided by this? And it's like actual like technical questions and it like is- who is this philosopher quote? And it's like oh fuck, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. any of this. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Merchant Gamer Podcast. This is Neo Yoshi here for episode 121. Good to see you all again. Good to see you again. Yes. Again. It's been a little bit. Yeah, again, again. Again, again. Oh, man. Technical issues. Technical issues. This is take Dish two. Dishues. Yeah. We dish it out. Technical dishues. Dishing dish-use. it. Technical tissues. Oh, Who am I talking to? What's up? This is Trip Zero. Hopefully with a working mic this time. <laughs> What's it, up, everybody? Man. Yes. Hello, hello, hello. That- <laughs> That's Who's that producer? yelling over we got, the corner? We got Felix Hergood not on a mic. Not on a mic. But producing the show. Yeah. And he's not on a mic because why? There are some people here. We got two special guests. Of course, Snacks. Hello. I'm here. You're back I'm again. Here to tell you about RPGs and why you need to play them in a song format. You've been singing a lot tonight. I'm into it. I don't know. I'm in a singing mood. It's, it's the a, coffee. I do that too. So I'm in, it's probably I'm in touch, is the coffee. It's probably I'm in touch with that like mode of communication. Yeah. It Wait, feels a, like the right thing to do. There's a voice I just here. feel it sometimes. Oh, no. I feel I like, like, I like being a secret voice. You would be a secret voice? I'm a secret voice. Long time returning guest. Long time listener. First time caller. This is Sleeping Flower. Sleeping Flower. Welcome back. It has been a while. We were saying before, it's been a long time. It's been a while. You said six, and that was a lie. Six, three, a year, ten years. It's good to have you back. Ten years. A ten-year podcast. Ten-year podcast. Ten seasons. Ten ten years. Nine seasons in the movie. www.emergentgamer.com. That's Szechuan sauce, Morty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Well, here we are. Yeah, Um, we're back. Sorry, this is is, Another week. Take the names. Um, so let's get through the news quickly. We got some, we got some hot topics. Hot topics. Hot topics. I haven't been in there in a while. Because we have two people here with experience in a game that I have never played before. So I re- mm. really want to hear about this game. Say two or three. Awesome. There's three, but... Yeah, there's three. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's you don't fine. actually count yeah. you know, three oh, wow. here. Did I say mm-hmm. two or some? You, you said, said two. two. Said two. You made it very clear. Well, I don't want to hear your opinion. That's what that's what you do. Holy shit! Look, I got shit to do at home. I'll bounce yeah, right I now. Say, it's I all right. Said, I said a beef here. Like, what's yeah. going no, on? Right. No, right. no, no. Right. I'm gonna hear. It. I'm gonna hear y'all. I'm gonna love it. I'm gonna eat it up. No, 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 no. All right. First piece of news. First piece of news. <laughs> let's, let's get through this. Star Wars <laughs> celebration was this past weekend. It oh, was a great time. Yeah, we got. The Last Jedi trailer. Mm-hmm. We got the Star Wars Rebels trailer. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of Boba Fett cosplays. Mm. Okay, okay. Slave Leia's, I assume. Uh, plenty of Slave Leia's. Cool. Quite a few of cool. those. I got the same. Hayden Christensen! And, yes, Hayden Christensen was there. And, I don't know. What's you, uh, what's he doing these days? My, I mean, obviously, besides what, that. Okay, so I was other podcasts listened to actually did the research for me. Did they? On the way here. What yeah, is they he up to? He made a movie with Nicolas Cage in 2014. Ugh. So you can you can guess how that went. Oh, no. It's probably okay. We it probably was never in theaters. I, I don't actually know about it. But anyway, okay. he's good. Um, yo, listen, shit movie. the prequels were not his fault. I should make that clear. I do want to just right, he he's got a good cast guy. in he's the a good guy. shit movie. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I do just want to say whenever I feel like I've hit a low point in my life, I always just Google. Like, wherever the kid from episode one is right now in life, oh. and I see a picture of him, I'm like, I feel a lot fucking better about my life now. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. there, there are some, there's some sad articles about that, yep. that guy. Well, he's, he's fine. He'll, yeah, he's he'll, fine. He just hates that he was in Star Wars. That's, I don't blame him. That's I mean, sad. No, anyway, so a lot of stuff got announced this weekend at the Star Wars celebration, and it was it was, it was amazing it was for Star Wars fans. Star Wars-y. Yeah. yeah. Um, including Battlefront 2 trailer. Mm, yes. Excited. It was pretty cool. Now, you guys were saying you played a lot of the first one, right? I played a lot of the first one, yeah. I, I played it. You played it not as a lot. much as some other people. I downloaded the beta, I'm never touched it, people, never bought it. I I've done nothing with um, it. I'd say if you just played the Hoth level, you got worth it. it. You got it. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. a pretty Well, I heard it's a pretty great I heard, and I definitely level. watched streams of it, and like the vibe was there, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Right, like you felt like you were in Star Wars, which the is sound effects were perfect. Right, they had the they have access to all those libraries because yeah. they're in the they're in the fold now. They're in the crew, you know. Yeah. But like 
<laughs> I, I got turned Damn. off by the lack Yo, of the... Uh... Felix Hergood on it. The movie that he was in was called Outcast. Felix Hergood derailing the podcast from the sidelines. No, but this is like a pro. This is a positive derail. <laughs> is it? Because it was literally something we were talking about. It's the movie Hayden Christensen and Nicholas Cage. This is what he does, though. He'll take us down a, an outcast rabbit hole. Oh, I saw that a year ago. It was, yeah, it was pretty good. We're talking about, no, this is, this is me no. doing Felix. Actually, I probably I'm talking about Nicholas this. Cage. And we'll talk about it's all, all like, it's all like old-timey, like middle-ages-like. I don't know, like from the picture. Who yeah, no, I didn't see this that was in the timing that Felix usually does too. Five right. minutes after. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> was not last. He's still dreaming. I don't know, man. I mean, look, Hayden Christensen can still get it if you really want. Just it. don't. If you're ask listening him about sand, all right. That's all you need to do. look at the hair. It's yeah, just real quick. Yes, look at the hair. <laughs> he's dreaming. I know. That's what I was looking at. I was looking at his hair. He's anyway, dreaming. anyway. Battlefront 2. Battlefront 2 is coming out. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. With a campaign. With a single player campaign. Single That's, player that campaign. is the biggest takeaway, I would say. That, oh, yeah. Yes, they are listening to player co- feedback and they are taking it heavily into it. Because that turned me off from, from buying it. I didn't want to spend $60 for a game that was only multiplayer. Because what am I going to do if I just don't feel like talking to anybody, coordinating with anybody, mm-hmm. dealing with, with a massive amount of players? It was, I think it was a wasted opportunity. Kind of like how Overwatch has that wasted opportunity. But they, but they, they, they make up for it in other ways. Don't, don't mean to bring them into this. I'm about to say, do not bring them into this conversation. Flower's going to get a little, but, a little hurt. No, no. Real o- yeah, real yeah. I'm not going to bring that in. Overwatch is great. Zero to 100, Here. real quick. Um, but yeah, Battlefront was missing, and that was one of the things they were sorely missing, mm-hmm. I would yeah. say. Um, I'm just going to list off a few details sure. about it. about two. The story is written by the writer for Spec Ops The Line. That's a good game. It is a good game. A- ex- <sighs> awful title. Of, for a game, but excellent story. Yeah, closest thing to getting a video game version of Heart of Darkness you'll ever Right, get. yeah, I was going to say Apocalypse Now. Yeah, similar yeah. yeah, but I guess that's like same, right in the same vein. Same yeah. vein, yeah. <laughs> um, and Gary Whitta, who was a former editor at IGN. Gary Whitta. Yeah, so that's that, those are the writers. Um, there is going to be no season pass, which I'm very happy about. Wow. Because you're, you're sad? Yeah, a little bit. Well, what if they still offered content? As long as it's all for content, that's fine. But I was very happy with the content offered with the first Battlefront season pass, and I felt like I just kept getting more game every so often, and it was really exciting. One thing that bothers me about season passes in games like this is it heavily segments the segments the community. Yeah, it feel because mm-hmm. it happened with Battlefield One when I was playing that uh, new expansion comes out, I barely get to see any big matches anymore, and I miss out on the new stuff if I don't spend the extra fifty dollars. Right, right. Yeah. Sure. I did play um, the like my. Actual experience with Battlefront 1 was actually just this last, uh, I believe it was November or December, because I saw Rogue One and I was like, oh, I kind of want to watch this. Plus, I had access to uh, a PlayStation VR, so I wanted to see that VR uh, X-Wing, which was really cool. That's my favorite experience in VR. That's pretty cool. Um, But playing it, I did feel like I was seeing the same maps because I didn't have Cloud City. I did not have Jabba's Palace. I did not have the island in... um, uh, what is it? Um, Rogue One, like for the ending scene, like it's like I didn't have all these maps, so I was really only getting to see Jakku, Hoth, Jakku, Hoth, Endor, Jakku, Hoth. Yeah. Like I did feel like there was a very um, narrow view of like a bigger game, mm-hmm. um, and I stopped playing ultimately, but more so just because I got pulled away from things. I actually like the core combat of it. Yeah. Um, so I'm everything we've seen from two looks really cool. Um, this is true. But. I've heard great things about the, the gameplay, the yeah. controls, all that stuff. It's a beautiful game. It looks, yeah, it looked gorgeous every time I watched some of it. Yeah, I mean, it functions just like Battlefront. I mean, sorry, Battlefield. Yeah. It's going to happen a lot. Yeah. Sorry. sorry. But yeah, it functions very similarly, and it's, they're both beautiful games, and Battlefront is definitely up there in its design and everything. Sure. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Probably not Female main that. character. Oh, yeah. That's Female big. main character. Yeah. Oh, for the main campaign. And she's evil. Yeah. She mm. oh, yeah, she's bad. Or, did the Empire do nothing wrong? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm an Imperial Denier. the hard questions. <laughs> I'm an Imperial Denier. I, say, I ask things that make you think. You, know? you do. You do, yeah. you do. I yeah. happen to really enjoy cool. the Imperials. So, so we're getting oh, that. Yeah, great, Did they give us a date for that? Uh, November 18th? 17th wow. or 18th. I yeah, one of those two. I wish I had that in front of me, but I don't. You know, we do have a producer that can really look into that. That's true, but now he's doing the social. Our producer turned into a cameraman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he just, he's Instagramming now. Super creepy. Yeah. Um, and what else? Oh, local co-op. Uh, local co-op? Local co-op, co-op for consoles. Split screen? Same? Yes. What? Yeah. Holy shit. That's, that's awesome. Sure. That's amazing. Oh, that is cool, actually. It's, I know it's consoles only. I know it's not for computer. I'm just, I'm just trying to find it. Uh, 
I heard different rumors. So you heard different? To... You heard different? Yeah. So I heard it was offline ex- local co-op. I heard it was exclusive to Xbox, actually. Oh, so I double. I want you to double check for me. It says me. local co-op exclusive to console, I believe. So I just want to make sure, because if so, then I have... We're working on the fly. This is all still new yeah. to us. Yeah. Yeah. Producer, you can clarify that for us. It'll be exclusive feature for the console version of Star Wars Battlefront 2. This move will allow two players to play together locally and earn upgrades that can be transferred to online multiplayer experience. Mm. Okay, so as of now, all console. Yeah. And November 17th is the release date. Yay. That's cool. Day off. Cool. Uh, nice all new skins if you pre-order. You get one for Kylo Ren. You get one for Rey. Sweet. Cool, I guess. That's cool. Perks. Expands all three trilogies. You get them so. without a helmet. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. That's all I ever wanted. He's got nice locks. Adam Driver. You know? Adam Driver's a great actor. He's got good facial features. He was features. in the military before that. Was he? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was. Yes. Well, yeah. We're excited. Another game to add to the many other things coming out this year. Destiny 2, Red Dead Redemption. All in the fall. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) the fall is going to be fucking evil. That rumored Pokemon game for the Switch that's Sun and Moon, but its own version of that for the Switch. Mario Odyssey. Uh, Yeah, I forgot about Mario. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So I hope your wallets are ready. Are you guys getting Mario Kart? I am totally getting Mario Kart. Yes. There's um, a cops and robbers mode. Come I on. feel like I have to, but I, I like honestly don't know if I have the time to play it. Yeah. Who, this is the game where you're game. like, "Yo, emerging gamer people, let's play yeah. Mario or Kart." Or like the lunch break, like, right like, here. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, know, right I know, I know, I know. But there's like I'm, obviously I'm insisting you bring your Switch here to play Mario Kart. Basically, <laughs> Baby Flower, aka Sleeping Flower's little child, absolutely adores Mario Kart, so I have to get Mario. Kart. You have to. It's the only option I have. Plus so. you get to place the Inklings. I just but wish they would be in stock can, so I can get one. They're literally impossible to find. I have alerts set up for when they get back in stock. Oh, you gotta get one. Just wait a second. Yeah. That can segue into the Nintendo Direct that was on Thursday and what we got from that. Oh, yeah. I didn't even put that in the dock here. There you mm-hmm. go. Um, just quickly. What did they announce? I don't even so, I watched it. ARM's got a release date. I believe it's June 16th or June 18th. It's just a few days after E3. Um, new character. Looks cool. She's got a little... Like ramen bowl on her head for mm. a beanie looks nice. fucking mm. awesome. Um, but that's a great beanie design. Oh hell yeah, it is. it's amazing. Like you the character design that? in that game is actually really on point. Yo, imagine yeah, all the characters fucking like great looking characters. I I'm shocked that they don't just call it Punch Out. But um, two player mode or four two two v two. So a four player kind of match going on. They announced that um, looks really fun. I'm actually really stoked for Arms. Um, new Joy-Con colors, neon yellow. So now you can. Match more crazy yes. colors with it. And then Splatoon 2 got a release date in July. Um, again, I think it's July 21st. Don't know off the top of my head. But um, they added kind of like a horde mode where you are on an island with three other Inklings. Um, and you guys are just holding it down against weird fucking salmon people. And it looks good. Nice. All right. Yeah. Well, is that all they announced? They announced a couple of um, other games just like... Kind of like one-off indies, Monopoly, sure, whatever. <laughs> I mean, but, portable on a portable console, yeah. perfect. Oh, Payday uh, Two, no, that, yeah. that's coming on there. That's that's, that's cool. First-person yeah. shooter. Yeah, that's definitely something that's going to be interesting. step in the right direction for third-party support. Truth. Yeah. Interesting to put a game that is primarily played multiplayer on a system that you're not always online mm-hmm. for because um, mm-hmm. you're taking it with you and stuff. So we'll see how that shakes out. But it's definitely a step in the right direction, like you're saying, with yeah. um, getting those third parties on and then yeah. testing the waters. So. We'll see a lot. I think this is the last Nintendo Direct we're going to get before E3. So yep. they're going to go fucking nuts. There. But they also, uh, well, it wasn't part yeah. of the Direct. but No, yeah, Nintendo had some other news this week. Oh, yeah. There was other news that they are discontinuing the Nintendo, what do they call it? The, the classic. The classic. The classic. classic. Yeah. classic. Yeah. I am That's so little, glad I got mine before it, that happened. It's a little box, if you don't know, that looks like a tiny little Nintendo entertainment system. With a two-foot cord. <laughs> that a has a controller oh, cord. Oh, important parts first. It has, what, 30 games? Yeah, yeah, thirty games, 80. sixty bucks. That's perfect. Oh, it's a great, it's deal, a great gift. It's a great thing for people who haven't played these. Nintendo games. has this aversion to printing money, which they could have done with this thing. Yeah, and could have kept doing. Now I have a theory about why they canceled this because it only came out what in like last November. Yeah, yeah. This is and it's been short. It's been almost yeah. entirely out of stock since then. Since then the minute yeah. anything gets restocked, they get bought up. It's been on eBay for like, you know. Not quite double the price before this, which is now is like quadruple Triple, the price. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, it's going to go for a lot of money now. Even used ones, I'm sure you could sell yeah, for a lot. for sure. The um, uh, Oats was texting me the night that they announced this, literally freaking out. Every five minutes, he was watching this eBay bid end. And was, it, was a, it ended at $470 for Jesus. this thing. Huh. That's quite the profit. Damn. $470. 
So I have a theory about why they did this. And that theory is that they're going to just move all support for NES Classic games to the Switch. Hence getting people to move over to the Switch. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, that's my theory. If, if they that's do that, theory. that's so, awesome. That's one, that's one of my E3 predictions, that they're going to ha- announce a lo- all like the virtual console, up, like, all the virtual console stuff. Yeah. yeah. But here's cool. the here's the thing. People are going to buy those games on the Switch anyway, if they announce that console. The NES Classic was just another way for them to get people to give them money for games that they want to play. Okay. You know? Like, they're, they're cutting out a section of the market that will never buy a Switch Regardless of what's on there, sure. like people are not going to buy a Switch to play old games. Right, you can it's emulate them. Three hundred dollars to what, play Mario right. Bros. One or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like a, a parts or um, like development expert on this on what it takes to to build this thing, but they can't be like so expensive to make. Like they have to be just making money nonstop. Right. You know. Yeah. I mean, a big thing that they've admitted to with this system is that like they did not expect it to draw in the crowd that it did because they were like oh yeah we just expect how like, did they not expect they expect this? they they, they said did, that man. they expected oh we just expect that people that played it when it originally came out would want it but then they didn't expect oh yeah new people would want to play these old games too oh, you mean like, the people that grew up and now have families want <laughs> yeah. to show their kids the games yeah. they grew up with that's a weird concept they did not expect yeah. that i just i don't know right. what they, i don't know what they fucking talk about in their meetings it's not anything mm-hmm. productive yeah so help Good, good, good job, Nintendo. Yeah. I still want to switch. Oh, it's yeah. still happening. So good. Um, so next up, we got some news about Uncharted Lost Legacy. <laughs> um, so they showed a new trailer off, and it was pretty cool. It was just like a cutscene. Mm-hmm. It looks like just a cutscene from the game. Chloe's back. We get to see her Ooh. interact uh, with Nadine. Chloe. Um, looks Chloe's interesting. Day. I like uh, I liked Uncharted 4 a lot. It's going to be $40. $40. It's a good Comes out in August. Price. I mean, you were you were saying something before, like it's like this is a lot for a DLC title. There's That's been what a I was lot saying, of yeah. things swelling online where people are like, "Oh, this is a lot of money for like a DLC, like just like one expansion." And people kind of um, point back to Star Wars Battlefronts where it was fifty dollars, and it's like a lot of people feel maps, like, yeah. "Yeah, this is kind of a uh, like they're like this is what DLC shouldn't be doing," mm-hmm. but it kind of is not that at all um, because this is more so like what Naughty Dog has said about the Lost Legacy is that. It's standalone, kind of the same way Left Behind was. You don't need The Last of Us to play Left Behind. But this is a meaty campaign. Like, this is an 8 to 10 hour campaign for this game. Um, And, you know, that's actually substantial. Like, getting a Naughty Dog game this year, 10 hour campaign um, that basically just takes everything that people liked about Uncharted, that amazing looking engine, and, like, these characters that people care about and putting them in a new setting brand new setting looks like they have new mechanics yeah. with how they portrayed it at psx um, I'm, I'm totally in um yeah. this isn't this isn't where i'm like sitting on the fence with the season pass i'm like oh well yep. am i going to keep playing this no this is like a, you're going to get it this is like a full experience yeah. i know what to expect from naughty dog at this point yeah. it's it seems great yeah. yeah anybody that's interested if you pre-order it you get jack and daxter for ps4 so that's cool too yeah i think i've never played jack and daxter so that actually kind of seems kind of cool jack and dankster jack and dankster yeah i have a speech impediment tonight Sorry. sorry, man. It's um, you. You were nailing it on the first take. I just it's it sucks that that mic issue happened. The arsonist had oddly shaped feet. Just keep practicing. You, that. Keep practicing the, the diction um, exercises. Release date for Uncharted is August twenty second. Sweet. So, please be excited. So excited. And now that brings us to the meat and potatoes of the podcast. Mm, mm, yeah. What are we here for? We're here for Persona. Persona has, 5 is here at last, Finally. and I have not played it. That's why you're at all. Ask us a bunch of questions Jesus. about it. Exactly. So I'm just gonna. I want to let you guys go for a little bit and just, just sort of dish it out. Then I'll jump in with some questions. Sure, sure. How does that sound? That sounds cool. great. But right. let me start with a question. What the hell is Persona? That's a. I have never played it. I see the style. I see how cool it looks. Please tell me this. What 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 the hell is this game? Flower, go. Oh, flower, go. Great first question. Thank so you. So you go to so the person who knows. All right, I guess I do know quite a bit about Persona. So if you yeah, if you were to ex- like describe this game to a caveman, let's a caveman. target. <laughs> oh, 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 let's 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 get more specific. Someone who who knows games in okay. general mm-hmm. um, knows the concept of RPGs. Maybe okay. you've even played a Final Fantasy or something. Maybe that's um, me. That's you. Mm. That's oh you. God, are we describing you? Um, describing yeah, you. maybe or a Felix Hergood. You sure. know, okay. like what is it about Persona that's so weird and cool and fun and like hype train e? Okay, so 
the great thing about Persona is that it's not just a JRPG in the most simple of terms. Sure, it's a dungeon crawler. Sure, you're doing the same turn-based battles of a regular JRPG and things like that. But there's also an element of everyday slice of life, dating sim, social connection that is a part of this game. Like, this game is not just a dungeon crawler. It's not just a... It's not even just a dating sim. It's just so many things packed into one. It's like it's a Mac like on a, my... Like a Mac card on You can get super hard. You can get a waifu. Um, I have one. I have you really get married. No. no. No, you're you're in high school. You, you're in high school. You can go after yeah. older ladies. You can go after older ladies. You can vaguely <laughs> bang them. Like yeah. it, it's questionable, but some of them are, are there, like are there sexes? Press my buttons. There's uh, not no. sexes. There's is it implied sex? It is very implied sex. Um, okay, cool. All especially right. in this one. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's just it's an all around large meaty RPG as opposed to some others. Yeah. It's not always just about the dungeon crawling. It's it, a whole another aspect. You of spend the game. you spend a year of like you spend a year of time. The game takes place over the course of a year. Yeah, yeah, every day you have every like every calendar day you experience something right, and there's usually like a target date to complete a certain dungeon by based on whatever's happening oh. in the story, mm-hmm. and it, you're free and to kind of. Out. Yeah, you get the game over if you don't finish by this date. Yes. But you're free to kind of spend your days however you want, progressing forward in this dungeon. Uh, Maybe you want to take some time off and go hang out and get some uh, some ramen with somebody. Make sure you Build up your social connections. Yeah, you got to study for your exams. There are actual, like, tests. You go to school, they ask you questions. Damn. And not just, like, oh, what's A plus B? It's like, like, oh, like, what is, like, the square root of, like, whatever this number is divided by this? And it's, like, actual, like... Technical questions and it like, is, who is this philosopher quote? And it's like, oh, fuck, yeah, I don't yeah. know any of this. But the really cool part about things like that is actually giving you a lot of background on things that are actually happening in game. So yeah. the tips, the, you know, title is Persona, and your personas are vaguely based on maybe fairy tales or uh, history and things like that. Give me an example. Um, so, main character's persona is Arsene Lupin. Who is a uh, like gentleman Lupin, thief? Like Lupin the Third. Like Lupin yeah. the Third. He's the Damn, gentleman great thief. Um, which I mean, and if you get really nerdy into it, like I do, you learn a lot about the different characteristics of these things um, and how they apply to the actual characters of who they're supposed to be the inner thoughts of. Um, so it's it's always really interesting. And then like questions in school will be like, "Who was the gentleman thief who did this?" And then you're like, "Oh." That's that persona that I have, and then it's like really cool to see something yeah. like that happen within. I can go on about this forever. Please, okay, like, wait, wait, please stop wait, wait, me wait, sure. whenever me you would like. Real quick, what's the story? I'll take this one. So, okay. Persona Five. So all the Persona games, like we were saying, like it all takes place within a year. You're usually just a kid that winds up in this new area of Japan, and it's like you're living here for a year. Try not to get in trouble. Just. You know, don't mean your caretaker any harm. Go to like, school, do your fucking, shit. Yeah, exactly. But you, have super, but you have superpowers. But the twist of it is basically in Persona Five specifically, you are what people in your in Tokyo consider a bad kid, where you got into some shit, and everybody is labeling you as being a troublemaker. Um, you are on probation when you first get there. This is all stuff this you find true. out within like the first ten minutes. Sure. But yeah, not too much um, of a spoiler. You're on probation, and literally you walk into where you're staying, and everybody is very like mean to you. They're all like, "That's that troublemaker kid. Like, don't hang out with him." And you know, pe- when you go to the school, even like you have like your guidance counselor, and she's like, "I don't even want to take care of you because you're obviously just a troublemaker. Like, nobody wants to interact with you." All the kids Damn. have the rumors. Yeah. Like, they're all talking yeah. about you behind your back. Like, oh, is he that kid? Like, yeah. is someone ever talking about that transfer student? And you kind of find out how you got involved in this and why you're on probation and why it's being misconstrued and through that you basically get taken to another world that's called the metaverse it's basically an alternate reality to our world and it basically See, now, that's a hard right turn right there yeah so it's this, there's a lot of hard right yeah. turns in persona and you get kind of used to it they're just yeah. like you they play expect it. you yeah. to accept this type of they, you get wax. you get so thrown into it yeah right you get thrown into it pretty quickly but yeah. it all makes sense in in the story. Things yeah. are explained to you as to why it happens. Right. Because um, yeah. it's a fantasy yeah. at, at the end of the day, right? Cool. Like, there's cool. supernatural cool. elements, but it takes place yeah. in a realistic world, in a realistic environment. So right now I'm picturing, like, you ever see Bleach? Yeah. I haven't, but I know about yeah. it. This is very, this is reminding me of Bleach, what you're describing to me. Okay. So first, yeah. what I want to cut in here before we get too far down this rabbit hole is that this is only something that has started happening within Persona 3. Persona 1 and 2 yeah. actually take place in the real world 
real world like entirely um, yes so personas one and two are very real world personas three four and five have changed a lot it's what added the social links it's added all of the things that we westerners love about persona into new games so while we're talking about persona we're specifically talking about the western three four and five yeah just want to throw that out there. that's an interesting yeah. thing to note about that i know that so I, like yeah so yeah. three four and five take place in the same world um, one and two are video games in the Persona three, four, and five. World. Oh, yeah. yeah! Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow, my mind just did backwards yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> over itself. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. I can go through the full oh, yeah. timeline of Persona if you actually really wanted to yeah. do, but like, yeah, we got time. Well, I, I want to just make sure that yeah. we are <laughs> noting that We're this is not about page. Persona one and two. It's yeah. specifically three, about four, the and world five. Yeah. Existent. Yeah, they're very different games. They've shaped up a lot, and this is the most polished, but basically, you go to this alternate reality where you are finding people in the real world. What's the reason for you to do, go to the alternate reality? Well, how do they how do they explain it via the narrative? Or you are interacting with people at the school that do not seem as though they have good intentions for people at the school, and through stumbling upon it with fellow classmates, you come into this alternate reality where you see someone, like a teacher, and you see how distorted they are and, like, what their actual true desires are and how they're using, like, students for their own personal gain. And, like, that's really fucked up. Like, and how they perceive themselves as a different way in reality. So your whole goal of the game and what you're striving for through these, like, time-based, like, completion dates for the dungeons is, oh, like... This is a bad kid. I'm going to get them in trouble because they're on probation. I'm going to report them to the authorities or I'm going to get them expelled from school. So it's basically like you are trying to change the hearts of criminals or bad people to make them confess their true crimes and what they've been doing. So you're going through these dungeons. You're grinding out levels with uh, your classmates that are also your party members. And you're basically culminating to a point where you fight the boss who is that distorted person and, you know, all their fucked up, like, basically, their fucked up persona, who they are. their persona. And Uh you are uh, trying to change it so that they admit to their crimes in the real world. So that they're like, I'm a bad person. These are the things I've been doing. They should not get expelled. They should not be reported. You know, I, you know, it's basically making them reveal everything. So it's still sounding like wacky, right? You're like, how is this all an experience? I'm actually following. for that. Just Um, these areas that you're in, right? These like dungeons or palaces, right. they exist because of these desires. They're yeah. manifested in this other world. Yeah. And you affecting them affects the person that that created them through their subconscious. Yeah. So th- it's like you're an like extreme interacting case. with their mind and like their their beings that have been that have been created because of what they want subconsciously. Yeah. So I, I think the best way to explain this um, is basically by explaining what the overview of actual persona is. So in Japanese culture specifically, it's very your a lot of your outward self is not a reflection of who you are on the inside. So that's the basic concept behind persona. When you're getting your persona or when you're learning more about yourself is when you awaken to this new power. Now, after your main character awakens to this new power, he finds that through this app, um, there are other people who have awakened to their power, but their power is twisted and distorted and terrible, and by chance and circumstance, ends up um, trying to resolve the messed up insides of a different person. So you're trying to change their heart because, you know, again, outwardly, they seem like great people, and they seem like people who aren't quite so twisted, and then... He is inside of their hearts, theoretically, symbolically, I guess, and trying to change them into better people. Yeah. It sounds overall. It sounds very serious, but you have a cat as a party member. You do have so. a cat. As a party. It is not. A, it is not. Oh, I'm not going to say it's not a serious it's, game. It's got that anime charm, right? Yeah. Right. It's, a, sure. it's like but, very big, heady issues that take place in high school. Yes. Yeah. It's like how a kid perceives himself and his adventures. You mm-hmm. know, like when you're like in school and in class, and your friends are hanging out. It's like. Like the center of the universe, everything is happening around you. You exist, and everyone else is just kind of like a character in your play or your story, you know. And you have these grand adventures in your mind, you know. And it's it's like a representation of that kind of, and you get to feel that that growing up vibe, that like going to high school vibe. Like everything that happens in the school is more stylish than any of our high school experiences have ever mm-hmm. been, you know. Well, I've seen the art and stuff and yeah. like cutscenes. Yeah. It's it's pretty pretty nifty. The the draw is you get so to relive much. that, you know. You get to go yeah. hang out with. With new people, make new friends, like redo school if you were shitty at school. You know, it's like you get these like little experiences, but then also get like the weird, wacky 
like fighting in RPG, targeting the fucking cats. Yeah, you know, really cool cat buses, <laughs> cat buses, and weird uh, outfits and things like that. So it's it it's on the surface, it's a very fun game. But once you really start like thinking into deeper meanings and things like that, it gets really deep and it it gets really really dark. At I some love points. that. I love when games can like show you a, a deeper side of itself than they really let on in the surface. It's it's a really cool cool right. thing. Um, let me move on to I, I want to know about the battle system. Sure. sure. How does that work? So leveling the RPG side of it. So the best way to describe it, I feel, is it's a cross between an old school or a traditional Final Fantasy game where it's turn based, but then you have these kind of odd to describe these Pokemon like elements where you're capturing demons. And then okay. you're fusing them together to make new demons. Because um, the demons are your primary way of dealing damage in the game. You capture Persona, um, and you're fighting Persona at the same time. So you'll get into situations when you're fighting them where you can just talk to them and convince them to be with you. So you're kind of like catching them to put them into your inventory to use their skills and abilities in battle. Yep. So Flower was talking about everyone in these games have this Persona that they awaken to that gives them power. That's what actually gives you your, like, magic abilities, right? Yes, yeah. Everyone in your party has one specific persona that they can use, except for you as the protagonist. So all your party members have their persona. It has a set amount of skills. One's going to be, like, fire-based. One's, like, lightning. One's more, like, support, right? Whatever, they, whatever skills that they earn and get as they level up, you as the protagonist have the ability to swap out your persona yeah. and change, essentially, your abilities Mid battle, you're like a jack of all trades. Also, right. a wild card, yes. as they call it. It reminds me a lot of like Nino Cooney. Yes, yeah. It, where you, where it's, it's kind of exactly you like Nino Cooney. Little, little monsters. Yeah, yeah, and so like Zach was talking about, you can collect the the monsters that you fight. Yeah. Sometimes, right, and then you can take them and fuse them together to make new personas with like kind of combined abilities. So you have a way to like shape the way your character goes into battle or is prepared for certain things. You can swap those out on the fly. Yep. Um, that's the magic system. It's it's based on whatever persona you have equipped to you. And your whole party has these these same abilities. Not no. everyone. Everyone just has one. Damn. You yeah. are the only person. You as the protagonist they has can the switch. Control the persona. But everyone else has one persona they're locked to. But, but they still like, have like magical abilities and stuff like that. It's like right. unique to them. It's like not something you can acquire. It's only for that party member. Like something like really crazy. Like um, like a skeleton on like a pirate ship or something. Or yeah, like he's like surfing on a pirate yeah, exactly. ship. Yeah, exactly. The coolest so, thing. Or like. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, like, really, like, crazy ones, but it kind of, like, shows who they are as a person. Like, one of the characters you meet is, like, I won't give away too much, but his persona is um, very traditional Japanese-looking, kind of, like, samurai. And, like, it very much so kind of plays off of his style and who he is. Um, one of the persona you meet is very different than anything you've experienced with one of the party members. And it's just kind of a reflection as to how she is and how she feels inside and, like... Something that she doesn't really portray at all in the real world when you just first meet her. But also, in that same sense, and because I'm a lore nerd for Persona, I'm going to throw this out here. Um, each of your party members can also evolve um, yeah. as you talk to them through social links or um, in previous games just through story in general. And as they evolve, their personas also evolve based upon who they've changed into throughout the course of the year. So while they are static, um, they are preset it also shows the growth of the other people around you aside from just yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. Um, hanging out in the real world with the people that you choose to use in your party does have an effect on battle. Yes. Okay. So as you, so as you grow your connections, right, other games call them social links. Mm -hmm. This game calls them confidants, right, your confident levels. Um, as they get bigger, you'll unlock more abilities with those specific people, right? An early one is called baton pass, right? If you uh, exploit a weakness, right, or, like, do a critical hit, you'll get a chance to attack again in your same turn. Uh, if you've built up enough trust with somebody, like, a second level, right, like, just you've hung out with them a couple times, you can pass your extra move to them. Because maybe they have, like, an exploit that they can take advantage of. Like, let's say you're fighting something, and by chance you critically hit one of the enemies, but then you realize the enemy he's also with is weak to maybe, like, lightning. And you don't have lightning as a move, but you can pass off to your buddy, who does have lightning moves, so he takes your turn, and then he can do damage. So oh. it's a very deep system, and later on in the game, I believe you get to a state where enemies can start doing it to you as well, um, which gets more technical with it. Like, yeah, so that's, where you go. so that's a low-level example, but as you grow, like you'll have characters just like 
coming in and double attacking with you because you build up a really high level with them. They'll heal you out of nowhere just to mm-hmm. like they'll buff you yeah, just for true. free. They'll, like stuff like that really enhances yeah. your your battle ability. And I also want to throw out that this is unique to Persona Five. Yes, like Persona Five is. Um, well, Persona 4 had it a little bit, but a lot of this is very unique to Persona 5. You couldn't catch Personas specifically in Personas 4, 3 and 4. Um, all of this is a very unique system in Persona 5, which I think is a really great um, change in the game system. Because well, in 4, I remember like being able to collect them. How was I collecting them in 4? Cards. Cards. Yeah. So they really went away from the um, traditional the, ta- the traditional tarot that they did right, in three right, and four. Right. Um, in five, they don't at- use the tarot cards quite as often. I'm not going to get really into it. Yeah. I, I actually could, but I'm not. <laughs> um, so they don't use the tarot quite as as often as they did in three and four. Um, before you would just collect them at the end of battles, they would just kind of be there. Um, now you're actually catching them. Um, and there's a really, really great story reason why, but it is yeah. really great. It's a really great yeah. game. So. This is uh, actually even a callback kind of to other games in Shin Megami Tensei, because that's what Persona is. It's it's a kind of like, I like to think of it as like Tom Clancy Ghost Recon or Tom Clancy The Division, where it's these hardcore Japanese games that all have the same like demons in them, but it is a branch off of that franchise. So you'll have something like Shin Megami Tensei 4, which is a completely different type of game than Persona, but it has the same demons, and you see them recurring in them. Um, Persona is more of a game focused on its story and the relationships you're building and this uh, slice-of-life element, <clears throat> but it plays off of you that. You would say it's like the same how like a lot of Western games use dragons and... No. No, no not like, even. I'm talking... Yeah, well, doesn't like Japan have their own set of... like? Like ancient demons and and things they this play off. This is specifically of. the same is, personas. Yeah, like this the is specifically the something same. of like like the kappa and like. So that is a the, demon to- the big in, the big toad. You that, know. These are all things yeah. that are in Persona. Yeah. So what I also want to throw out is the Shimagami Tensei games and their spinoffs and Personas all actually probably most likely if you're a nerd like I am, we know that they take place in the same universe. Yeah. Um, so there's Shimagami that. and Persona are the all same take place universe? in the same universe. Yeah. yeah. Um, within timelines of each other. Yeah. But what we mean by saying that the de- that you see a lot of the same demons is, um, for example, Pixie is one of the ones that you see really early. Yeah. Um, the specific style, the look, the lore, the even the moveset of Pixie is the same throughout these games. Yeah. So, like, sure, there's Pixies in just about everything, but this specific Pixie is in all of these games. Same character designs, same abilities, stuff like that. Yeah. It's crazy. They carry them on. It's like, that's how it works. But Who, yeah. who makes Persona? Is it Altus? Atlas. Atlas, Atlas sorry. Um, and same with Shimigami? Yeah. yeah. That's Atlas. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. Yeah. But, that's um, cool. Yeah. But you get really into it. That's the thing, is, like, the game does such a good job at, like, making you care about the relationships, and, like, you're not just, like, trying to be like, oh, like, I really need this ability. You're like... I want to know what's going on in that person's life because they got some fucked up things going on and, like, I want to know why they are the way they are, maybe, like, why they act this way, like, as, like, my friend. And How you, many companions yeah. do you think you can have? Confidants can you it's, have? It's confidants and lot. there are 20 yeah. um, because That's, there are yeah. 21 major arcana in the tarot. Yeah. Okay. So okay. each one affects you Symbolic. in a different way. And they... Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to nerd about this for a second. Each Go of on. your confidants are based off a major arcana in the tarot. And each of their, each of the storylines that you're following in this particular confidant reflect basically what the meaning of that particular tarot card is. Yeah. So it's very... <laughs> it's a very yeah. intricate story um, based upon a lot of different elements. Um, if you're a nerd for tarot like I am, it that's all makes really sense. Cool. <laughs> um, but like, yeah. Yeah, it, it fits them very well. Like, you'll have a, a character that's kind of like a... Like a punk, like very um, dry satire and dark, um, like uh, doctor, and like her tarot card is death, right. like, and she's like very serious about just being like, yeah, I'm just gonna like Fuck do it. some fucked up experiments on you, and hopefully you you live. But like as you get to know her, you realize that she's like got a bit of a past her, and you're like, oh, I can kind of see why you're so fucked up and weird. And the really cool but, thing about the death card is it doesn't always just mean death; it also means yeah. a lot of different rebirths. So you're going to see this go through the rest, like as you go through her character progression, you see the other side of death, like the reversed. I guess would be the way you would read it in actual tarot, which is super exciting. Um, character development in this game is phenomenal. It's great, and I just sorry. Yeah, this I'm sounds a giant really nerd. well written. I, I mean, mean that's, giant nerd. That's the crazy thing about this because once you dig below the surface, you find that they've taken all of these ideas and like motifs and like applied them 
in layers and layers and layers. And you may appreciate the surface layer. Maybe you can dig deep and find like the second layer. But there's like ten layers of meaning to almost every single thing yeah. in this game. The the first persona that I've played, well, I've only played four and five. The four <laughs> was my first one. Uh, Janie Cat, we know Janie Cat. She suggested that I would play this game and I really enjoy it. Um, and I did. And I picked it up on the Vita because I could take it anywhere and play it. Yeah. Um, as that game was was progressing, like. It would say, all right, hold up. So you've gotten this far in the game. There's, like, a side thing that you can do. This might have been a Vita-only thing. Mm-hmm. Like, leave the game, and now there's, like, a video you can watch where this teacher from your school is going to talk to you about Carl Jung and, like, psychology <laughs> and, like, the id and the, and the superego and the ego and how it all, like, is influences then, personas. And that's setting up, like, this. Is, we want you to know about this because this is something that's going to be important. Or no, like, it's, no, it's, it's completely it's, secondary. Yeah. It's not important to you understanding what's happening in the story, but it but helps it seems you complimentary to it is complimentary. What you're doing. It helps yeah. you understand why personas exist and why your characters like have these these different like desires and beings and manifestations. Yeah. And you, it's literally just you sitting through a lecture about Carl Jung, right? Wow. But, but they, they're so like influenced by this that they've taken those ideas and, and essentially created storylines and characters and like so in and Persona 3, worlds around them. Just like that. In Persona 3, you can, again, sit through a video, or not a video, like basically a lecture, but that is them talking about the differences in tarot. So like if you play Persona 3, then you understand the differences between the tarot cards and why certain cards are the way they are and what they mean and the arcana and things like that. These are all things that you can learn in-game that kind of help you dig deeper into the game, but you don't necessarily have to. You can play yeah. the regular game and get through it just fine and understand it, but there's so, so many levels of Persona that like one playthrough, you're just not even, you're not scratching the surface. Like, yeah, you really well, aren't. Yeah, it goes deep. Yeah. It's a super deep. It's something you gotta get into as far as like your rhythm because I think early on it'll be weird uh, if anything a lot of newcomers to the game and I think this is a great place to jump in if it's your first persona um, will be like well like when do I do the dungeon crawling like when like when am I supposed to do that when do I do anything like do I grind like <laughs> what do I do with my time and it's like I mean you can do whatever you want with your time like you will hit a point in the game where you are waking up and you're like oh, well, um, you know, I'll go to school, I'll answer a couple questions, and then, oh, this person texted me, they kind of want to hang out. But it's raining outside, and I know I can get more benefits from, like, stats I have if I go study at the diner tonight. Oh, but, like, if I do that, then maybe I can't hang out with this person later. Oh, but we still got to go to the dungeon later and, like, go grind levels. You find it... There is so much to do in this game. I can barely plan my own life out, but to plan this kid's life... In his high school? I don't even know, man. And the cool thing about this game now is that you can connect to the internet and by um, and PS4, you press the uh, touchpad, but you can see what other people have yeah. done throughout the day um, and their average level and what and you know cool stuff like that. So that way it help you in make game, your own in decision game character. in yeah. game characters. They rolled that feature into Persona 4 Golden. Oh, that's nice. On I didn't Vita. know that. So I played that version on the Vita and yeah. that was in there. I could see what people decided to do on that date. Right. April 21st. What did... Like the majority. Of so if you do. weren't hanging out with them, you could still see fourteen percent social media style. Is that what they do? It? They give you like just like percentage on the screen. Yeah, it's oh, like twenty five percent talk to confidants and like forty yeah. percent went to dungeons. Hung out with this person. They went, went to, to sleep, here. Went to practice. They yeah. they dungeon crawl without you. No, no, no. I mean, these are these are real life it's people. Pulling oh, other real oh, life. Other this is other, like leader, leaderboard yeah. style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's kind of like right, um, cool. if you've ever played like a Telltale game where it's like this is what a majority of people that like right. chose at this okay. point. It's like, like that. that. Sorry, I'm like, wait, the in-game companions yeah, yeah. are like <laughs> doing stuff without you? No, <laughs> no, they do yeah. get really mad at you if you don't do stuff they want oh, you yeah. to do. Though, they get kind of like, what are you doing? It's kind of awkward. Please, everyone, you know. Oh yeah, no, they'll text you and they'll be like, so did you want to go do that thing today? And they'll just be like, I'll decide later. I don't really tell you that I'm not going to hang out. I just need people. Right, like in uh-huh. real life, like yeah. ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But um, you get very into it. Um, I think it's great because um, the game, as far as like critical reception, um, four was like this darling like ending on PS2's lifespan that everybody was like, if you still have a PS2, you have to play this fucking game because it came out in like 2008. It's, it's a very it's late PS2 game. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that is really what not, PS3 was out. Yeah, PS3 was already out for over a year. Um, so it was like this game where like not many people got to experience it. And then when it came out on Vita, that was another way for people to play it. But again, not like a small diff- install base. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this game, it's already hit 1.5 million for its sold. Golden on Vita was 1.4, and then you know slow like a little bit less than that on ps2 so the game's selling exceptionally well for only being out for two weeks at this point this and that, is, it sounds like this is persona's time to shine yeah i think that this is a game that 
if you've fallen out of love with what Final Fantasy did with yes. 15, I think this is a great place to jump in because this is deep in, digging deep into its RPG roots of let's grind, let's gain levels, let's fucking... Let's all stand in yeah. a line and put menu uh, options in. Let, let's, go, <laughs> let's go eat a burger and yeah, see if we can finish it. Yeah, that's that's true. True. But Final Fantasy 15 depresses me greatly. Oh, we don't yeah. want to talk about that. Anyways, <laughs> but also, speaking of that, because we're... Nice we, try. We keep trying to... <laughs> we're not letting that plug go in. Um, we keep trying to talk about like how it's great for newcomers, but people who have played Personas over and over again, there's so many Easter eggs for oh, you. Yeah. There's so much for you to love about this game yeah. um, that shows up later, and if you already know the storyline behind a lot of it, a lot of later story points make so much more sense. It's it's a gr- it's a love child to the newcomer to Persona, but also a love child to the people who have been playing this for a really long time. So don't don't think that it's oh it's the newbies one or anything yeah. like that because that's how I felt about four. I'm not I'm not going to lie, but <laughs> you know it's really great. It has so much. It's has so many homages to past Persona games. That it's it's, a, it's a good one to jump in. It's a great one to jump yeah, in, absolutely. but it's also a great one to continue to enjoy. It's yeah. not a they they're fine a lot of the. Uh, combat in it it's much quicker it feels it like the dungeons are fully like drawn out where like before they were just these like kind of like randomly generated floors and now they are full-fledged like rooms i love can we talk about that for a second i love the the dungeon design these games are now set design elements literally one of my questions yeah so like what snacks was saying you would just run through like like a randomly generated corridor And with different rooms, and once you find the stairs, you'd go to the next level, and you'd do this until you got to the top of this dungeon. And then you'd fight the boss, and that's it. In this one, since these um, these palaces, these areas are, are generated because of uh, these people's desires, and, you're, and your goal as these like shadow thieves is to steal that desire to make them change their heart and their mind, um, they've designed these fortresses around this person's being. So like the, the first one you get to is a castle, and you have to... like. Go make your way through the floors of the castle, and there's different save rooms that you can stop in. And you're not going to do all this in one day. You know your characters have a limited amount of of, uh, of magic points. They call them SP in this in this game. Um, you can't buy items to replenish your SP. You can only do it by sleeping, essentially, yeah. or finding rare. And items. that takes a calendar day. That's yeah. a calendar so, day. Yeah, you go so. as far as you can in the dungeon. Then it's like, all right, we got to tap out because we're probably going to die if we keep going. And then you right. come back the next day. And the really cool thing about this, for me, being a person who absolutely adores puzzles. There, there's puzzles. There's different. Yeah. There's different methods of going through the dungeons floors instead of just running through them the way you did in yeah. previous Persona it's games. So refreshing to play like this. It is a. I love it. It's an, it's honestly an element that it probably didn't need to do. We would have loved it anyway yeah, by running through a dungeon way. crawler. But like the fact that they're they're doing this, they're changing up the play style a little bit and making it more dynamic and interactive. Just does so much more. Like it, there's story elements that exist because of how you play the dungeons. Yeah. Like. We were talking about before, there's layers to, to meaning to this, and it exists in how you give me, the give palaces, Give me an too. example. Um, I don't know if I can without getting too spoiled. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, um... So, oh, I, 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 got, I thought of one. Yeah, I thought right. of one. Um, you had to get through a certain door. You had to solve a puzzle, right? Puzzles yeah. didn't exist because of the randomly generated areas here. Um, there was a library room with, like, missing uh, books, right? And then you had to find other little rooms that had books laying around. And figure out which spot to put the books in, based on uh, your previous knowledge of your the knowledge person. of the person that you're infiltrating. Yeah. Like, yeah. so it was like the the king, the queen, and the slaves were the names of the books, right? And he had to figure out, oh, like, well, he he thinks of himself as the king of this school in this world, so he's gonna we're gonna put that book here, right? And he like thinks the, of this person as this, and then the right, other right. people as this, yeah. and then you had to know that previously to actually get through the door of this dungeon, yeah, um, mm. which is. Cool. Right. It's a little thing, it's but it's very intelligent. Cool. It's, it's a, like a it's very a, intelligent yeah. way of. I mean, it's, sure it's only three books. You get brute force yeah. if you aren't paying attention. But like, it's a sure. nice little thing to yeah, do. Yeah, and it know? gets it gets even it gets slightly more complicated as you go through palaces and things like that. And each palace is super themed, um, so everything about them is just really interesting. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's great. Really cool. Even just like traversal, like that was something like in four and three and like prior personas. It was just like. Yeah, just run around the dungeons and then find the next floor where this one, like, you are doing such cool stuff. Like, it plays off of you being this, uh, like, this kind of thief and where... Sneaking and in. sneaking around and, like, you'll be, like, jumping on chandeliers to avoid enemies underneath you. Or, like, you'll be, like, jumping into a painting to, like, cross over to different areas on the wall because there's a bunch of paintings and they show different scenery. So you'll go through one painting and it'll take you out to another painting. Yeah. And 
It's very intricate as there's, far as its design. And there's like, like a maze that you have to get through if you don't want to fight a whole bunch of enemies, yeah. and you can just like kind of switch through hiding spots yeah. and. Um, yeah, it's just... It's, it's not like, just, like, even running up to an enemy and being like, oh, I'm gonna fight them, because you do see the enemies walking around the map. It's not, like, random, uh, it's not, like, kind of like in Final Fantasy, where it's just yeah. a random encounter. You see them walking around, and you can be like, oh, I can just go run up and hit them, but if I sneak, like, I can go behind a corner, and then when they come up a little bit close, I can do a sneak attack on them and get the first move on them right. in battle. When you interact so, with them, it takes you into... The turn-based battle, like yes. it, like yeah. it starts the game. Yeah. But like, yeah, if Snacks was saying you like ambush them, you get like the preemptive attack. You get to attack first. As yeah, that's to a big deal you. because mm-hmm. they can get the jump on you too. If you maybe mess up, and you're like, oh shit, they saw me and they run up on you. They get the first strike, and that's huge. It's huge. It so. could be the make or break of a battle. Yeah. So, is it just me or like wow. was this first palace like really hard? It, like compared to other games, uh, like it was tough. Like in terms of well, I'm per- I mean, we got sleeping, <laughs> sleeping flower rolling her eyes over here. <laughs> sure, Bro, yeah. I, I think like, it's very sure. long. It's I a think very it's a, long. Yeah, I mean, I had to grind my characters level up like more than I thought I would have had to. Like, I couldn't just play through the floors mm-hmm. organically. I took a second to like redo a floor to like get one extra level because I was like, damn, like like there's a couple enemies that really like mm-hmm. hit twice and like I'm yeah. dead. Like some it's crazy. The, some like the mini boss characters. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, and then, like, even, like, I feel like the next few dungeons are a lot less, like, uh, involved, like, not involved, but, like, I think that first dungeon is just really trying to get the elements of what the game is, because it's very tutorial-heavy in the beginning, but that's really just to give you an idea of, like, what you're expecting, like, and, because there's a lot of systems in this game. There's so many different variables. I I still get some system pop-ups, and I'm already done the third dungeon, and these, like, I'm 36 hours in. Um, so it's like, you know, you still get pop-ups here and there that are like, this is a new element, like, go, like, try this in combat. It's like, okay. Um. I'm going to throw out, I, I've, I've beaten this game and I put like 98 hours into this game. So take of that what you will. That's what to expect when you're playing this. This is true. Um. Like a realistic playthrough. Like she didn't like spend a lot of time doing a lot of crazy extra shit. Yeah, no, I, like she finished the game and it's about a hundred hours. About a hundred hours. To play that year. Um. Good God. The actual clock's at 105, but I spent a lot of time with it on pause, so it was about 98 hours. But um, even towards the semi-final dungeons, you still get a couple of pop-ups because different things have changed um, with, like, fusions or with play styles or with characters or anything like that. So it's there's a lot of different things to know within Persona, and they're very good about making sure that you do know them so you're not caught unaware later on in the game. Yeah. So. Wow. Great game. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. I really see you guys got me real into it. I really want to play it. I haven't played a good JRPG in years. This is the one to well, play. You've been, this is it. You've been hurting for like a classic style it, one. The way that you and I kind of feel about Final Fantasy fifteen, mm-hmm. this is gonna be a game that just is heartwarming because you're gonna be like, Oh my god, this is what I'm looking for. This is what like this is a fucking like old school RPG that's been re- refined. Like I cannot imagine Going back to any type of turn-based game, I, like, have I Am Setsuna on my Switch, and, like, you know, it's just... It's a great classic game, I can't yeah. play it, though, because it's just... This game is so so slick and so fast, and it's, like, tactics are so engrossing that, like, playing something traditional feels sluggish. It does not feel on par. This is definitely setting a bar for what an RPG can do with both its style, its speed, and just not wasting your time in combat. Like, there's it literally... Seems like it took the traditional and modernized it in a way that feels real fresh and... Yeah. There's literally a button where you can tap it on the controller, and if you already know an enemy's weakness, it'll just be like, hey, yeah, you have that ability. You can hit them right away for it. It's like... It's something where... If you're fighting an enemy for the first time, you're like, okay, well, I gotta figure out what their weakness is. But if you see that enemy, like, over and over again on, like, in a dungeon, it's like, yeah, I know what their weakness is. And you gotta, like, go through your menu, and like, uh, where's the, like, where's the ice move? And it's like, you just hit the button, it's like, yep, here's your ice move, this is what it's weak against, go ahead and hit it. And right. it just, it time values your yeah. time. It really values your time, so. Um, there's also, like, it's... It's a beautiful game. It yeah. is a extremely like I mean, everyone's always talking about like how stylish it is and things like that. Um, it stays very true to what it was trying to do. Like you are a gentleman thief, and like it stays very true to that. Um, you're like when you're leveling up and when you want to battle and all that stuff. Yeah. We got like wanted posters and like you know yeah. it's a it's very heavily like. Into what it wanted to be, the, um, oh it stays God. very true to itself. So. The victory, oh God, music, the victory. The victory and the music. screen that happens after you finish a fight 
It's the coolest yeah. victory screen I've yeah. ever seen in a game. Is that what you're looking up right I'm now? I'm going to find it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like to see that, yeah. speaking of music, the, the music of this game phenomenal. is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, it always, like, I appreciate a good soundtrack. Oh it God, always is. So like, when much. I played 4, so people were saying, wait till you hear the music for this. And yeah. like, they weren't kidding. It was yeah. amazing. 4, 3's music was okay, but like 3, 4, and 5, like they really really knew what they were doing with yeah. the music in this. Like 5 yeah. is full of like jazz beats and... Um, it's very jazzy. Very yeah. jazzy. Very beautiful. All all of the uh, lyric lyrics for them are very poignant to what is going on in the game, um, which is... I, I have these songs stuck in my head, like, all the time. Constantly. Like, I I don't put headphones on very often unless I'm, like, very into a game, and, like, it's like, okay, like, I really want to take in all the story. This one, I'm just putting my headphones on because the music is so just, fucking just good. Jamming out. The music yeah. is good. It really is. And the, it does a very great job of setting stages for a lot of things, so, like, as you... Um, like the the battle music changes as you get closer to what your whatever your goal is, and then even that changes as you go through palaces because as you're getting to the closer to the climax of the story, the music gets uh, better, yeah, <laughs> not necessarily it better, but no, it gets hyper, it, yeah. it gets you know what I mean. So it gets you pumped, like it builds, it builds around, on it whatever's builds. going on. Yeah, it is, it is all around phenomenal. Yeah. This game, Nia's game of the year. It's definitely kind of rivaling. Uh, Breath of the Wild for me right now. Um, I'm going to finish it and see where it stands. Right now, Breath of the Wild is the best thing I've played this year, but this is slowly creeping up to beat it. Yeah. So. It's going to be a tough talk at the end of the year, guys. It really is. It's still not my favorite Persona. It's still not your favorite Persona? Damn. No. Which no. One Persona is? 3 is my favorite Persona. Okay. So. Now, comparing it to 5, why is that? Um... So there's a lot of things in Persona 3 without telling everyone what Persona 3 yeah, what without, happened without in it or anything like that. Her. There's a lot of things about Persona 3 that were extremely... I, would, I don't want to say adult, but it just felt very... It was a heavier story for me. Um, and then, like... So, like, in 4 four and 5, you kind of had a choice on whether or not you were going to do all the rest of the story. Um, in three, it was kind of forced upon that character. Like that character had no choice in this matter. Like he was thrust upon this. Something yeah. happened to him when he was a lot younger that he doesn't even remember. You know what I mean? Happened, and then it's the reason why the rest of the story happened. And I, I felt very close to that story as opposed to this one, where it was like, Haha, I'm going to keep dicking around at this and then see what yeah. happens. Like you know what I mean? Like that one was forced upon yeah. him. Um, it, he was more. He was more of a forced hero than the heroes of the next two. Yeah. These, so. these games are, like, it's a high school setting, but the subject matter is always super sophisticated. Like, yes. in 3, you summon personas by shooting yourself in the head. Yep. Um, in, Sweet. In 4, <laughs> the whole premise of the game is you're trying to stop people from, from getting being murdered, murdered yep. uh, in a TV. In 5, you're literally bringing out these fucked up, like, distorted personalities in people. And they're not just like, oh, like, I stole or I steal things. It's like... I do really fucked up things to people, like yeah. specifically females in some instances, like like really yeah. torture, up, and... yeah, torture and shit, and it's like it's like fucking exploitation and like fucking really mature subject matter. There's always an so. overarching like like plot to these games too, you know. It's yeah. like some somebody wants something, of course, right? And it's like a very stylish to kind of like um, I don't know, like well, heist about, thing or story, or like yeah. yeah. But also the really cool thing. It all thing, connects at the end. There's twists. It's crazy. Yeah, true. Yeah. But the also cool thing is, like, of course, we go through our, you know, you do your mini dungeon, and then you do your overarching dungeon. But you, what you really learn about when you finish a Persona game is it's such a very good reflection of the universe and of the actual world that we live in currently. Um, just like in Persona 3, it's a lot of it's about, like, social media and things like that and how so- social media can um, basically shape how others view the world and that's a very huge thing later on in the story um so over art like you know what i mean like you you have the story that you're going through but then you have the persona being a microcosm for the actual world and the way the world is right now. By actual world you mean our world. Our world. Like our personal world. It's very poignant to what's going on right now. It is always very poignant to what's going on. Pop culture and society and politics. The layers we were chatting about before. Oh yeah. They're they're there. They're real man. You go deep. (laughs) So. Damn, very real. It's a good game. You should play it for sure. I'm going to find you a, a video. Where yeah. will I in find this time? There's some good videos. Yeah, sure. um, you have to put in at least 105 hours. Yeah. It's required. <laughs> it's required. Um, it's required. I am it's actually going to start my second playthrough sometime soon. Uh, maybe romance someone different, even though I personally think the person I romance is best girl. Um, but <laughs> who did you, just out of curiosity, no spoilers uh, as to what happens, but like, who was your uh, your pick? Futaba. She is the hacker. 
Gotcha, so, gotcha, gotcha. Cool. You know, I'm currently trying to woo a maid. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Trip? Uh, I've only done one dungeon, and I only know one girl who's in our crew, so I don't really have that big of a pool. So I'm mm-hmm. going to wait and see. Yeah. Gonna hang out with some people, make a decision later after the fact. I tried, I tried to romance the doctor, but I I answered a question wrong. I got really sad. Oh, no. So she's kind of cool. Lost, yeah. I, could, she, I could dig her. Oh yeah, for sure. She's my type. Um, so, but yeah, so. like we said, very stylish game. Um, people are cosplaying it like crazy. Oh yeah, you know, you're gonna find amazing cosplays from uh, from a lot of people. Our friend Janie Cat, Janie Cat cosplay. She did Haru. I, <laughs> mm-hmm. so you can look that up. Yeah, and my she character. met up with friends, and like they did a whole shoot at a uh, uh, the con in DC. What's the name? Was of it a big again? persona uh, cosplay group? Uh, oh, there were a few of them. Katsukon. Katsukon. Yeah. Was it a cosplay group of Persona? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. It's really they like, all posed and did like the whole like yeah. them planning a, a heist. It was, yeah. really cool. it, was, yeah. it was a very well done cosplay. Yeah. And they also had my waifu, Futaba. Just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Know. Yeah. My wife. I do just want to share my history of Persona story real quick because I have a very dark history of Persona 4 that I'm going to let you guys in on because oh, no. I played it. I played Golden on Vita because uh-huh. I was like, oh, three's fucking awesome. Like, I want to go back and play some of the other ones, too. Um, and then when 4 came out on I Vita, like that, I was uh, that like... spooky music from 4. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah, 4 is awesome. Like, I get to play it again, finally, because I only played it a little bit on PS2. And I got all the way to the... Right near the end of the game where you get your final party member, Naoto. And... That's like 60 hours into the game. Mm-hmm. I booted up my Vita one day, and it said, cannot read game data. <gasps> and I oh, was like, I no. don't know what to do. I deleted it, oh. and I re- re-downloaded the app from the card. All my save data is gone. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Oh, so God. I literally played the whole game over again. Oh, and I was, at, I was like gonna... 10 hours away from beating the game, pretty much. So <laughs> I had a very similar experience, except it was with Kingdom Hearts. But it's the reason why I don't save in the first save slot. Because every time I saved in the first save slot in Kingdom Hearts, yep. it would just be like, can't read disc anymore, and yep. would not work, and I, I had to start it over. I make sure to have two save slots from yeah. now on whenever I, I play a game. I always save in four. It hurts care. more in this game because, like, you're not just, like, leveling up. You're living a life. Yep. You, you just that means the last, like, life. seven yep. months of your life invalidated. You li- I literally oh had to God. start eight months over, <laughs> and, like, I did it. I fucking beat the game, thank God. Like, And I probably won't play Persona 4 ever again, but... You know, I, I love that game. Like, that's, like, I love those games. Like, just the world they craft, the characters in them. The demons are always so fucking cool looking. And, yeah, I and mean. And in this one, they actually talk, which is actually oh, really yeah, cool. Yeah. They have, like, personalities and things yeah, like that. Yeah, they'll, they'll be, like, upbeat. So, like, when you talk to them, you'll be like, oh, yeah, it's cool, man. And they'll be like, oh, I like you. Like, they, they will like you. And that's what will make them want to join you as a part, like, as being, like, something that you can summon for their abilities. Or they can be really grumpy and you oh, yeah. be kind of an asshole to them. Oh, yeah. And then, then they'll join your party. Yeah, like, oh, like, you're an asshole. Yeah, I like okay, that. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. They'll be so. timid. They'll be upbeat. They'll yeah. be, like, kind of like. You know, if I want a, per- a portable personal experience, would you say get four? I would say... Just, you, or just play five. Or just, just if, straight up play I, well, five. If you... To answer your specific question, if you want a portable experience, Golden was great. Persona right, 4 Golden yeah. was amazing. Because I wish five was on Vita or something so I could take it with me. I, ha- yeah, locking yourself down to have this experience is a little bit limiting. Like, I'm still playing Zelda I mean, on the go with my Switch. If it's a game Switch. that requires this much of my time, I, wanna, I would want to have it because, like, I don't spend that much time at home and when I do, I'm usually playing Final Fantasy. A lot of people long don't long. have... The um, the privilege of having a Vita, yeah, to have that option, right? Yeah. So if you want the experience, but also want to be able to juggle other things in your life, play four for sure, because yeah. you're gonna be able to take it with you and, and get a very very similar experience. Interesting. I agree. I think four is good for meeting that portability vibe. I mean, only because Persona three portable. I'm sorry. Persona three is my favorite. So every time I talk oh, about that, that was on the gross, um, that was like, PSP. You can play it on PS Vita because I have it on my Vita yeah. right now. It's a little so. restricting. It's not the same like it's running around format. It's more like um, just kind of clicking around menus to get from point A to point B in your like daily mm-hmm. life. And then yeah, you get you to can, do the dungeon crawling. You can't run around in the real world. Like you, there's like menus, not in the PSP version. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about three. Yeah. I'm sorry. In four, it lets you run around, but not in the PSP version of three. Um, But I would say, if you have an interest in Persona, like if everything we've told you about up to this point, this does carry over to an extent with four. Four has a great story. Pretty awesome. But five's fucking awesome. I love it more than four, uh, and I'm only halfway through. So. That's cool. Maybe after I beat Horizon, eventually. 
Gofferin. Just be prepared you know, for, a, for a large time investment. Game's overrated. You know? And the game is oh not... Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. You're going you're to throw that out at the end of after, the episode? After playing um, Zelda? Yeah. It's may, a may I remind you, we should just rewind a few episodes when you were here talking about Horizon with us. And then I played Zelda for two weeks straight on a binge, and I tried going back to Horizon, and I was like, I don't like this game anymore. Wow. Like, this, like I, I, have a, I have a new Dude, requirement for open world games, and Zelda that's Zelda's that. fault. Remember, I was worried about the opposite. Yeah, no. Fuck. I, I tried true. beating Horizon. I got all the way to the, the final like story reveal, and I just didn't finish the game. I was like, I'm not having fun anymore. Oh, no. I, was, I wasn't yeah. a fan, so. I haven't Shit. played it since I played Zelda. I mean, oh, it, no. <laughs> it might ruined. be just a unique situation to like oh, no, Flower and I, but I just was not invested anymore. Is, not what, is the, what is this year? I don't know. It's ridiculous, man. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think you understand. <laughs> Oh my god! I made, so I made 2017 a year where I was like, I'm just gonna read a lot this year because I didn't get to read a lot last year. And nope. video games were like, nope. That's so funny, dude. I actually tried to do the same thing. I was reading Gene Wilder, uh, yeah, Gene Wilder's yeah. autobiography. Yeah. So I'm just gonna get into like people's stories. I'm gonna like get into their lives, and then all of a sudden, like 2016 would have been a great year for that. Yeah, would have been a road year for that. Like, no, 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 Felix, producer, because then I don't engage myself in my reading. I can't do it. I tried it. So I've I've somehow managed to keep a very good balance of both. Um, so I've good been reading and then spending ninety eight hours in Persona somehow. <laughs> I don't know how I'm doing both, but and I'm not insane. But you know, I, I've been doing a very good mixture of both. Um, now that I'm done Persona, I have no clue what I'm going to do with my life because I I you know. Without my else. life. Now you wait for Persona Six, obviously. I mean, uh, I guess now I just I, I yeah. just play again and max out all my social links. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know what to do. Like I'm just sitting here. I'm just like I don't know. Platinum. I'm gonna try to platinum. Platinum. It. Yes. Great. That's a good idea. I try with four, and that I just platinum for up the rap. I didn't get it. Well, guys, this was awesome. Yeah. What's I a, I learned a lot about this game. All right, don't watch this now. This Give me crazy. a second. No, a second. I, this is really cool. Because no, I want to play. Colors I, 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 I want you to hear the music, but we. I don't want to yeah. play it over yeah. the show. Okay, well, let's sign off. And the show, damn it. Yeah. End it. So this is Neil Yoshi. This is uh, the Emerging Gamer Podcast 121. 121, Good baby. stuff, guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was really good to talk about Persona. Fucking like Felix Hergood stewing oh, yeah, over there. I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out. Um, yeah, man. This is Trip Zero. Um, of course, make sure... As, as that yeah. Of course, make sure that you uh, find all of us on our social media pages. Um, you can find the show itself, Emergent underscore Gamer. That is our Twitter. That's our Facebook. That is our uh, Instagram. All that good stuff. Um, I, myself, it's Trip underscore Zero on Twitter and on Twitch. You can find me there doing things. Oh, I'm on Beam Pro. Last night, I did my first Beam Pro stream. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, you, yeah. Uh, you I was doing Zelda. Phone. Doing Zelda on both. Beamers. Shot. Beamers. Okay. Um, uh, so yeah, follow me there. We're gonna hang out. Cool. Snacks the cat. Just doing what I do here. Snacks the cat. Always a pleasure. Always, always, man. <laughs> and uh, Sleeping Flower, you want to say hello to our adoring fan Hello base? and bye bye. Um, I'm Sleeping Flower. You can find me on just about everything at Sleeping Flower X. Um, that's pretty much it. Cool. Feel really great right. to have you guys back. Thanks. Later. It's good to Later. Be. See ya. Bye.